All right, back with the SARS. A little bit of a, a glitch in the transmission. We apologize, my friend. Um, I was talking about that one case, Tim Maisie, uh, who uh, basically threw the book at a central Iceland woman, Joe, uh, for convicting uh, convicted of shoot, shooting a Limburg man fatally and then forging his will, and she will face up to life in prison. What made it worse is she tried to plim pin the blame for the killing on a witness who testified against her this donatello mahoney incredible case here yeah no hey listen love money and drugs right the three motives behind just about every murder out there and uh, you know it's just not only that but she was trying to take the ownership of the home and everything else that goes with it so you know uh you look at the murder case too i mean there is a money angle right there too and it just the list just goes on and on uh, most of it, like I said, love money or drugs. You can find the next to that, or you know, over some sort of argument or what have you. But um, you know, that's why they say follow the money when you're doing these investigations, because it often leads you to the who part of it. Indeed, Joe Jacklin, the Crime Report and the Crime Stoppers, Suffolk County, ladies and gentlemen, one eight hundred two two zero tips. That's the number two two zero eighty four seventy seven. That's where all calls. Are kept uh, confidential. Joe, you got uh, another uh, another book up your sleeve, my friend. Yep, uh, the the fourth edition just came out. Um, actually, I think it was yesterday. The fourth edition of the criminal investigative function came out, and I delivered a couple of weeks ago now my second textbook. Uh, this one on cold cases, and we don't have a publication date yet, but we'll uh, we'll keep everybody posted. This one's going to be more of a handbook. It's going to include. Lots of information for victims, their families, and uh, the true crime community, and everybody else about what the what the um, you know the main topics these days are on cold cases and how they can help. So it's it's pretty. I'm pretty excited about it. Awesome! We can't wait for that. We will tout it even more as far as uh, when everything comes in play here. Uh, can't thank you enough, my friend. Sorry about the the tech uh, situations, but all in all, uh, what a week it has been. And we'll talk to you soon. How's that? Well, it's time for the Crime Report, ladies and gentlemen, sponsored by the Crime Stoppers, Suffolk, 1-800-220-TIPS, 220-8477. That's where all calls are to be kept confidential, sometimes a monetary reward issued for information. Uh, that will lead to an arrest in a particular case. Joe Jacklin, of course, retired Sergeant NYPD, former commanding officer of the Bronx Cold Case Squad, a current adjunct professor at John Jay College and author of the Criminal Investigative Function, a guide for new investigators, edition number four. And Joe, a uh, highly uh, decorated uh, member of the NYPD back in the day, including most notable. Department Medal of Valor, the aforementioned Sergeant Joseph Jacklin. Sir, how are you? Good morning, Jay. How are you? Hey, Joe. You there, Jay? My friend. Well, we got a lot going on, including what happened after nine last night. I'm ready to turn in, and all of a sudden, uh, we get a verdict. I was up for a couple more hours listening uh, in and around, but, uh, you know, kind of a, a little bit of a shock to me, at least, on a three-hour deliberation. What about you, sir? No, not really. I, I think... Well, you know, they always say like the shorter the deliberation, the uh, the worse the news is for the defendant and that kind of thing. But um, I, I don't know. I think they had uh, that video of him and the dog with the kennel 
uh, talking to his son there right before it, it happened. I think that was a kind of a big moment. And, I, and once again, you know, detectives crawling through social media and photos and phones and stuff like that shows you how important these things could be. Uh, I think he made a mistake by going on the stand because that the the, the, the uh, district attorney shredded him uh, on the stand, and, and it was it was I think that was the final. Uh, straw that broke the camel's back there for the jury. That's just my opinion, of course, but I, I thought that was very powerful. Yeah. Uh, all the lies, Joe, the pills taken, the sobbing and everything else. You know, I said if it was a movie early in the week, you know, he he might have got Best Supporting Actor, Alec Murdoch, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but all in all, it was a three-hour quick hit. You had an alternate thrown in there, too. You had an alternate. So, uh, all in all, that was it. Gets a sentencing in a couple of hours. Max sentence, I think, no? Max sentence? Oh, I, count? I, I think so, sure. Yeah. Well, I think Clifton Newman's going to throw the book at him. So, uh, we'll see what happens there in a few hours. Tyler Flack, 25 years to life. You, <clears throat> you and I were speaking on this earlier. Uh, I wasn't surprised at all on this, Joe. What about you? No, no, it shouldn't be. I mean, he brought the knife with him, and that was one of the things that they said. It wasn't uh, like one of those spur-of-the-moment thing. I mean, if you're bringing a knife and you're going to get into a fight or something like that, it's just uh, the the intent there is going to be to use it, and that's you know pretty much what sunk him. And then, you know, they're trying the, you know, with just a kid kind of defense and that kind of thing. But you know what? It doesn't work when you have a situation where, uh, you know, it's it, it, it all could have been avoided, right? I mean, this this is one of these things. You look at these moments in time where these things, when you make a wrong decision, and then this is what happens. Uh, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but you know, we'll see how long he spends uh, in jail, right? So, uh, I don't know. You and I, like I said, you and I spoke about this going even way back, and we talked about how the case was pretty strong against him. Yeah, no doubt. And the judge in the case presiding, I would stir him, is all business. All business here. Uh, you know, listen, you, whether it was once, twice, Kasim uh, Morris got stabbed in the heart. I mean, the weapon, and he, it was just senseless. Senseless. Uh, and that was the deal. I mean, that was the deal. Uh, so uh, there'll be an appeal, whatnot, all this other stuff regarding prosecutorial misconduct. Uh, it didn't have uh, any substance at all to it as far as Storm was concerned. So uh, that was the deal, and the book's closed on Tyler Flagg. As far as Angela Felina currently going on in Riverhead, Joe, I mean, you know, uh, that that was a cooking statement yesterday from the principal of uh, the school of East Mauritius Elementary School. They're used to being cold, which Angela Felina was heard saying in the hallway of that school back in the fall 2019, according to Edward Schneier, testifying at the trial. And, of course, we all know what happened to young Thomas in that freezing garage back on January the 17th of uh, 2020. I think after a statement like that yesterday, her goose is cooked. Yeah, no, especially, I don't know if you caught it, but the uh, prosecutor used the word depraved indifference, right? So depraved indifference is the highest charge you could get uh, in a murder charge. So that was i thought was pretty foretelling about where they're headed with this uh, i mean this this might be even uh worse than what we saw with uh the father there um it, you know 
you, you know, I guess they're painting her like to be this mastermind behind this whole, uh, you know, operation, so to speak. Uh, and this is this is uh, we're going to be watching this carefully. I'm looking at the little tidbits, uh, and like I said, that depraved indifference comment is uh, very interesting to me. The way that where they had with this one. No question, Joe Jacqueline, the crime report. A couple other things, Joe. Remember on Valentine's Day. Uh, where you had a uh, a woman's body found right behind an auto parts store. Well, they got the guy, this Elmont uh, man, a 25-year-old, Andrew Avila, now facing a second-degree murder charge in connection with the death. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and they finally got their man here, Joseph. Yeah, no, and I, this is how they operate, right? You don't you, you have a, a situation where it sounds like murder. They don't really say it's murder at the time. And then all of a sudden... You know, they like almost like pull like the rabbit out of the hat kind of thing, and we've seen this now time and time again. One thing about Nassau and Suffolk, right? They work, they work uh, quietly behind the scenes, and they um, they put these cases together, and they 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 tell they tell the press and the media very little about what's going on. So it's they're they're doing a good job. Without question, crime report with the Sarge. How about this? What do you think of uh, Eric uh, Adams' idea, uh, Joe? We've seen this uh, in other cities around this country that he's ready to double the number of facilities within the confines of New York City. That's where the illegal drugs can be injected under, uh, I guess, professional supervision. Just part of a plan, the mindset to cut overdose deaths. Uh, they say by 15% or so. Uh, there are two such facilities, these prevention centers, that have been opened up in the last year and a half. One is in East Harlem. I think the other one's in Washington Heights. But, uh, you know, listen, uh, you know, people who object, say, will only add to the crime factor, uh, the trash, the disorder, uh, kind of, uh, you know, condoning drug use here. But... Uh, Eric Adams, you know, you're not surprised at this stuff here. Well, uh, the only thing I could do is point the advocates for this to San Francisco because this has already been tried and it's failed miserably, right? So you have this experiment already that happened, and it didn't work, and now we're going to try to duplicate it. And I've said it on on your show before that New York is like uh, looks at, at San Francisco as like the next progressive move to make. And if you look at what the, the – condition that san francisco is in now i mean this all could be avoided but it doesn't seem as if any of the politicians want to want to want to go back and say you know what this is not working let's try to um you know show us the data show us where this has worked before you do something like this you have two sites already and and there have been lots of complaints i think one is actually near a school uh so this is where you kind of um you kind of scratch your head we know that the heroin epidemic is and the fentanyl epidemic is outrageous um, you know, uh, people need help, right? They need they need to get some sort of intervention, so to speak. And we've removed the police from that. So if if you, you think intervention is by giving people an, an opportunity to do this, I, I don't think so. I'm not a big fan of it, but um, I am a fan of, of getting people into rehab and trying to trying to help them get over this or get out of this addiction. I think that's more important and to make make lives better and, and, and save people. Uh, but that's just my opinion, of course. I'm kind of with you on that one, uh, without question. I think more centers, you know, kind of a takeoff on de Blasio's days. 
you know, to me, this this type of decadence only adds uh, fuel to the fire as far as uh, you know the situation at hand here, especially when we have such a terrible uh, drug problem already with the fentanyl and everything else going on. Uh, Joe Jaffel, the crime report. Joe, a couple of cases caught my eye here. Uh, one being a delivery driver accused of fleeing the scene. He hit a pedestrian. Uh, this happened around Kakma. Then he replaced his broken windshield very next day. Uh, charged in an indictment by the 78 Ray Tierney yesterday. So 35-year-old Kilong Chen facing charges of leaving the scene of an incident without reporting, also tampering uh, with physical evidence. The pedestrian that was hit uh, died from his injuries. This was going back October last year. Horrific case here, Joe. Yes, no, if, if you recall, one of the last, I don't think it was this case, but when we spoke about a hit and run, and, and I said that um, one of the things that the police will do is they will go to different auto body shops and, and ask them about certain damages on cars where people want to pay cash. I don't know if you recall me saying that, but it, here's, a, here's an example of that, right? So people think that they're going to be able to, to um, you know, just get this fixed and move on. But, you know, oh, I don't have insurance, I'll just pay cash. And, and then and then people will think that nobody will ever know. But there's records kept of everything, right? So they know exactly what um, pieces were removed and what was done. But, um, you know, and I'm glad they got them. I, you know, I, I don't know how people leave people behind. I mean, it's an accident. You you hit somebody, and well, if you stop and call 911 and get the person help, more than likely nothing's going to happen to you. I mean, yeah, there will be a civil lawsuit. I'm sure they're going to go after you and your insurance. But, you know, you're not looking at going to jail, which is then compounds it. And then top of that, you're still going to get sued and everything else. So it's that moment of panic that people get in, I think. Uh, and it also kind of leans towards that you were under the influence of something when you left, too. So it opens up so many different things to you. God forbid it ever happens, just stop the car, call 911, and get the person help. You're better off taking your lumps there at the scene than having to go through all this anyway. Joe Jacqueline, the crime report. A uh, couple of minutes uh, remain. There's another case that caught me, uh, caught my eye, Joe, where a judge in Suffolk County with the sentencing of a central isolate woman convicting, convicted of fatally shooting a Limbrook man, then forged his will. 